Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome to the show, everyone. With me again today is Braden Stevenson of North Shore Door. He and I chatted about Windows a few episodes ago, so be sure to head back there and check that one out um, if you're interested in Windows, but today we're going to get into doors. Braden is the general manager of North Shore Door, and it is a door and window manufacturing company who has been proudly serving the Lower Mainland with premium products for over a decade. He spends most of his daily role in sales and strategic growth of the company, but he also sees oversees operations in various departments. He truly enjoys educating his customers so that they can tr- enjoy their product for years to come, and I can fully attest to this. Uh, we've had a few clients go over that way, and, and they're very happy with the service and the education they receive. Um, and while not working at North Shore Door, Braden can be found spending time with his family, playing hockey and camping. Uh, and when the sun is out, you may even catch him on the golf course. So welcome to the show again. Thanks for having me on again, Brandy. I look forward to discussing exterior doors, interior doors, and door hardware. Excellent. So, so many of us take for granted our doors. I mean, you just expect them to open and close and lock when you need them to, but there are so many little small decisions that we need to make when choosing a door. And front doors are especially, I guess, full of angst for a lot of people because you want to make the best first impression you can from the street. Um, So let's jump into everything that we would need to consider around choosing and ordering doors. And I figured just, we can just call this kind of like a doors 101 kind of uh, sort of information session here. So um, I think there's some terminology that people need to understand. Uh, So maybe run us through some of those things. I'm thinking like the handing and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, one thing that's interesting about the door and window business, uh, particularly the door business, is a lot of people do take the doors for granted. Uh, they open, they close, they provide privacy, um, they provide energy efficiency for the home on an exterior door. But um, the one thing that I've noticed is every time we bring a new member onto our team, um, or have a client in the showroom, the level of knowledge that is required to properly order a door um, that fits your application, your style, your taste is can be very challenging. And there's just so many different options and things to consider. So um, yeah, definitely lots to talk about and a lot more complicated than um, one may think. So yeah, so uh, your question about door handing. So um, if we start with interior doors, which is the easier one, um, interior doors essentially swing. So your bedroom doors, bathroom doors, etc. Um, you've got closet doors, which oftentimes swing out of the closet. You've got bypass doors, which usually are for closet doors, and those essentially bypass each other. So you can have access to half the closet uh, essentially at any time. And then you've also got pocket doors. So mm-hmm. pocket doors are good usually for a bathroom application where the maybe it's a small bathroom or it's a narrow hallway and it just gives people that ability to 
close off that room uh, without having to have that extra space to swing the door. So those are the different types of interior doors. Um, but if we talk about door handing, um, essentially you've got a door swings left and it swings right. So they are reversible. So you just need to, essentially the way we look at it is when you push the door away from you, the handle will be on the left or handle will be on the right hand side, hinges on the left, you'll push the door into the left and a right hand door, you push it into the right. Um, so that sort of is a broad overview of interior doors. And then now if we um, move into the exterior door side of things, there are similar doors for exterior. So there's swing doors. There's the sliding doors, which would be like a sliding patio door. We covered that a little bit in the previous uh, episode. Yeah. Meeting episode. And um, yeah, and there actually surprisingly is pocket doors for exterior as well, where you can open up um, the door and it can pocket into the wall. Yeah. So those are kind of the, the versions of exterior doors. Um, and then obviously handing the, the difficult part with exterior doors to make it a little trickier is uh, they can swing in and out of the house. Mm -hmm. So doors that swing into the house, we would consider those in swing doors. So those essentially will swing into the, if you're standing outside, so viewed from the exterior, um, the door, if it swings into the left, so handles on the right, hinges on the left, swings into the room to the left, that's a left hand in swing. If a door is standing on the exterior again, handle on the left, hinges on the right, swings into the right, that is a right hand in swing. And then just to throw a curveball, because we all love those, um, <laughs> half, half the industry views the outswing doors, so doors that swing out of the building. Uh, they consider those to be left hand, sorry, standing outside, they view from the they view everything from the outside. So essentially, if you're standing outside, if you pull the door with the handle on the right, hinges on the left, you pull it out, that's a left hand outswing. And then obviously the opposite on the other side. We look at outswing doors from the inside. Um, so we would call <laughs> a door when we were standing inside, we would push it out to the right. So handle on the left, hinge on the right, push it out to the right. So that would be a right hand outswing. And obviously the same for the um, left hand door. So it does become complicated. Uh, we usually put little pictures on our quotes so that it's, it's clear designating the swing of the door. But obviously when you're selecting your hardware and you're shopping for doors, it's just something to be aware of that handings can be different and if it's written down just to make sure that you do clarify that you have selected the correct handing because um, it can oftentimes be a big big issue especially if it swings into the, the wrong way or swings um, towards a barbecue or towards the toilet and you you can't uh, make it work so just yeah. definitely something to be aware of yeah definitely um what are some of the other sort of terminologies that we or things that we have to consider and, and maybe some terms that people wouldn't quite understand. I mean, obviously we know the door handle when we know the hinges. Now we've talked about the handing. Um, I think there's a, a little bit around like what people call the RO or the rough openings. 
And that's also something that oftentimes when you're ordering a door, uh, a door company is going to ask you, what is your opening size? Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, a, there's some standards that go with the, the opening sizes that, you know, that are um, industry uh, known, you know, like they're just sort of things that are expected um, as far as some sizing goes, uh, especially the height of the door. Maybe run us through a little bit of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, some things when we're, when we're um, going through the ordering process, um, one thing that does come to mind is um, the term alight. Um, so that's L-I-T-E. Mm, yes. Um, so a light in the door business is basically a piece of glass. Yeah. So when we consider a, a one light, it's basically a door with one big piece of glass. So that's um, interesting. Um, obviously, RO net frame is two ways to look at it. So um, that's a very important thing when ordering a door is how big a door do you need? So rough opening is obviously stud to stud. Um, all four sides. So that's how big the rough opening is. And then you want the door to be usually half inch smaller all the way around, quarter to half inch, depending. Um, and then another way to order doors by net frame. So that would basically be outside jam, bottom of sill to top of header jam. Um, so some people like to order it by net frame so they know exactly what the, what the door will come. So they have the tolerances themselves. Um, the other things, um, another big one is the jam thickness. So depending on how thick your walls are, um, mm -hmm. if you've got, um, what kind of outside, uh, siding you've got, um, yeah, and, and, what, uh, wall. and what, what age your house is, because back in the day we used to frame with two by four, like true two by four, two inches by four inches. And then the lumber got downsized still calling two by four but it's actually like three and a half or whatever um and then we added all of our siding and everything on there but now because of all of our um uh you know climate control and insulation requirements and all that kind of stuff to get our envelopes to be able to function better um now we're framing with two by sixes or two by eights and if we get into passive house uh sort of um level of build then all of that changes again so that that is definitely something that's important but i just wanted to uh roll back just on one thing so that people understand there's um the jam is the is the piece of wood or the pieces of wood that sort of go around the perimeter of your door that allow the hinges to get screwed in and your deadbolt and everything on the other side to you know function as it does um and you can get doors where it's called a pre-hung which means that you have a, a jam and a door and they come together as one piece or if you're just replacing a door, you can just replace the door itself and not the jam. I just wanted to roll that because some people don't know what the jam is. <laughs> and yeah, no, that's but, a good. That's, no, that's another good. term that we have in in the industry, which is a pre-hung or just a single door. So anyway, I just wanted to roll back into that. So um, yeah, so where were we? We were talking about um, the, the the opening sizes. So yeah, so that's a, a huge requirement for you guys to be able to get you know provide a door to somebody we need to need to know how big it is um and of course you can custom make anything uh but there are some you know industry standards like a six eight height is usually the standard for a door you can go taller and you can go shorter but um six eight is an industry standard correct yeah six eight standard um 
we're starting to see a lot more houses put seven O doors, which would be 84 inches, mm -hmm. um, as well as eight foot doors, which would be 96. Um, so people are trying it with ceilings becoming nine and 10 feet being more common um, in new builds. People are starting to maximize the door size to get more light into the home. And well, also just, you know, proportionately make it look right. I would, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and what about the widths? You know, they, they come in increments generally, um, as far as my understanding is, is that sort of your thought as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So the interior doors will come sort of 18 and then two inches. So every even number all the way up to 36 inches increments. And then the other thing to consider is the thickness of the door. So there'll be inch and three eighths and inch and three quarter thick. Yeah. Um, and then exterior doors are usually inch and three quarter interior doors, inch and three eighths. And then exterior doors, um, again, it's, makes it a little bit interesting. Um, wood doors, we typically would order 36 by 80 would be the most common. Um, but then we also have up to sort of 42, 42 inches in width. And then we'll go down to usually 30 inches in width is kind of the smallest exterior door that yeah. we would do. Where it gets interesting is on fiberglass doors. Um, because fiberglass doors are manufactured what we would consider undersized. So they come a quarter inch less in width and one inch less in height. Really? So, yeah, don't actually know the reason. Um, been through a few of the factories and they can't really say um, either. I know that depending on where the doors are distributed and shipped throughout the United States and Canada, um, there are different some people use 79 and a half, some 79 and a quarter. So there's not really a rhyme or reason necessarily. Somebody probably, had, somebody probably had a bay door that they needed to get them through and they needed to shrink them just slightly to be able to get it through. It's kind of like one of those, you know, cooking style recipes that your grandma did this or that or your mom and they put it in this particular pan and you don't know why, but it's just because, you know, that piece of meat happened to fit in there better. And that's why we use that pan. And there was no rhyme or reason to it. It just was some yeah. random thing that made it seem like it was the right thing to do. Um, now, uh, with exterior doors, obviously, we talked about wood and fiberglass, and you could also get other types of uh, materials, like there's steel and so forth. But, um, and of course, with the, the fiberglass or what have you, we would have those be insulated correct? Yeah. So with uh, steel and fiberglass doors, they are filled with polyurethane foam core. Um, so basically you've got the door skin, you've got the polyurethane foam, and then you've got the other door skin. And that basically gives it its energy efficiency U value um, to basically label and to meet the, the energy requirements of the building code today. And then also, when, sorry, I was going to say, and then also with that, um, depending on what you're, what door you're using and what application, sometimes we need to have a fire rated door. Um, and that sort of is a whole other sort of topic of conversation, I think, but you know, there's just another, like, there's always something else that, you know, sort of tweaks the, the conversation here and there. So if for some reason someone's listening and, you know, someone told them they need to have a fire rated door for some reason, 
um, then, you know, that adds another sort of level of, of something that needs to be um, having like a little sticker stamp on it saying that it is actually fire rated. So, um, you know, oftentimes we need those for utility rooms where there's multifamily or multi spaces in a, in a home. So um, just for people listening, that's another little bit of a, a component there. Um, with the interior doors, um, let's go over the uh, hollow core versus solid core. And, and why we would choose one over another? Yeah, no, great question. Um, so based on the type of door that you choose, there, there may be an option to upgrade or change to solid core. Hollow core is normally the, the standard um, option, uh, but we sell mostly solid core product. And the reason being is it, it is slightly more money um, but we believe that the benefit that you receive from the solid core door outweighs the, the additional cost. Uh, what it basically provides is substantially greater uh, energy or um, sound uh, transmission, reducing the sound transmission. Yeah. Uh, in addition, it also gives that kind of rich feel on the door. Um, yeah. When you sometimes slam a hollow core door, it catches the wind um, or the draft in the house and sort of just slowly closes where a solid core door, if you give it a little push, it it does close with some some emphasis. So um, definitely definitely a nice upgrade. Um, if people are looking, uh, one thing I like to say is sometimes people see the price of the solid core option. Um, so oftentimes if the budget is conscious on um, looking for different ways to save, um, I oftentimes suggest that people use solid core for the bathrooms um, and bedrooms, laundry room, that sort of idea. And then on closets, um, the office, different rooms that maybe sound isn't as important um, to, to look at a whole core option. And that can definitely level out the budget. Yeah, no, I, I, I follow that same practice, um, you know, because if you're sleeping and you're down the hall and someone walks by or whatever, like the just that little bit of extra sound dampening is, is really helpful. And then same thing in the bathroom, like, especially if it's close by a, um, more of a, a common area, you don't necessarily want to have everybody hearing what, what's going on in there sometimes. <laughs> so, um, and then of course, you know, even with the shower and whatever, if it's going to make some noise um, and maybe disrupt somebody whose door or bedroom is right across the hall or something like that, it's always nice to be able to have a little bit of sound dampening for sure. Um, so, the other uh, thing I wanted to sort of touch on um, with both interior and exterior doors is that you have all kinds of door types. And what I mean by that is like what they look like. So, you know, to my understanding, like the most common ones I see, especially inside are, you know, just a slab or like a flat door altogether. And then we get into some paneled versions and depending on what room you're in, sometimes people do want to have a little bit of a, a light or a glass sort of situation, maybe for a pantry door or, you know, something along those lines. So um, maybe you'd sort of just walk us through a little bit around what each of those sort of bring into the conversation. Absolutely. So um, door styles for interior, um, door styles for interior are basically, like you said, a flat panel. So flush, um, we have the shaker doors, which would be 
sort of they're considered style rail. So oftentimes your cabinets are style rail construction. So it's very um, 90 degree, very square looking um, with one to sort of five panels configuration. Next, we've got our molded panels, which are kind of, I would say majority of the past, a lot of renovations, we replace um, molded panel doors. So that would be your six panel, your arch top, two panel, I like that, that builder special door, right? Builder special door. Yeah. Um, very popular is the molded panel doors. And then um, we now have a new door that's um, kind of been in the market for a few years now, but it's called the molded shaker. So it essentially looks like a shaker door, but it's a molded panel door. So you don't, you don't have the 90 degree um, where the styles meet the panel. You don't have the 90 degree, but you have about a 45 and it's part of the more of a heritage um, collection. Yeah. And those come in again, same sort of panel configurations and come in again, the solid and the hollow. Um, and like you said, French doors with glass, you can get custom glass put in. So definitely lots of options on, on the interior doors. Yeah, so let's, uh, you, you mentioned something there with, you know, putting um, glass in, say, like a French door or whatever. And of course, you know, we can get just a, a clear glass, we can get a frosted, we can get a leaded, we can even get stained glass. Like there's there's all kinds of glass options that you could consider. So you're not just limited to just a single pane of glass, which is kind of nice for, for people to, to consider, right? Um, now, exterior doors, oh my goodness, they go from like, nothing to like super fancy and really modern with the different like narrow pieces of glass with wood in between which you know lots of people are really keen on these days um and you know maybe some even like bits of metal trim and decoration and all that kind of stuff in there it just seems like um you know you almost just have to go to a showroom and look at all of the options as well as, you know, checking things out online and so forth. It's not like there's only 10 sort of front door styles to choose from anymore. Is there, it's, it's like, you know, it's almost like your imagination is, is as far as you could go. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting uh, um, to sort of touch on the exterior door options um, again, quickly is sort of your steel, your fiberglass and your wood. Um, when you're looking at steel doors, it's the options are relatively limited. Um, they're kind of match your interior molded panel doors. Mm -hmm. Fiberglass is sort of stepping out with um, a smooth fiberglass um, option, so it's basically paintable. And now they've got quite quite the technology where they're starting to develop wood grain fiberglass doors. So a wood grain door essentially can be stained um, and to the naked eye or to a from a distance you you can't really tell the difference between a fiberglass door and a wood door obviously when you're close up or you're touching it it the natural beauty of the wood products is not achievable today at least um, with a with a fiberglass door but when you bring up door styles you're you're absolutely right we touched on the light earlier on uh, with wood doors and even with fiberglass doors and and steel doors the level of options um, you can basically select your door and then you can select the number of glass lights 
and then you can select the type of glass that you put in there. So the, the options are definitely endless to some point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think the other thing here to mention too is when we're talking options with, because uh, you just touched on the finish, um, if, we're, if we're having a, a door that we're, we say we want it painted or it's a wood, natural wood or something facing out towards the, the street to bring it in harmony with what our uh, facade is with our siding and so forth. Um, it does not necessarily need to be the same on the inside. Like I know um, some of our clients have done, you know, uh, well, one of them in the past recently, even really bright blue door on the outside, beautiful color, custom color. And then on the inside, it was like white because the inside of their house was white and they didn't want to see this, you know, same blue color on the inside. So you don't necessarily need to have the same on the inside and the outside all of the time. We do need to balance out what that finish is, but um, or just have it be finished period. Otherwise, you know, a wood product will warp. But um, I think it's important to let people know too, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have sort of two different colors on the front and the back of the door, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that can sort of brighten up the door. Uh, we just did a door actually and the cups were painted. The exterior, one color, the interior, another color, the trim, another color, and the dental shelf. So that's sort of an additional thing you can put on a wood or a fiberglass door um where it and they painted that another color so definitely lots of colors going on but you're 100 right that the exterior of the house is oftentimes a different um feel to the interior um so a two two color doors is, is very popular choice yeah um now i think we're, we've gotten through a lot here so i'm hoping people will be able to keep up and we'll definitely have a, some you know pictures and some things in our show notes but i think that the last thing that I anyway had um, sort of um, in the front of my mind uh, to talk about was hardware because hardware is like kind of like the jewelry of the door um, and there are tons of options for that whether it's you know and with building code now we have to have all have lever, lever style not knob style any um, for all of our our hardware but you know all of the finishes you can get any like all kinds of finishes um, and of course a, a whole bunch of different shapes um, of handle as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. So with, uh, with door hardware, um, there's a handful of sort of brands that are popular that people sort of are driven to. Um, but there's probably another several dozen hardware brands that have little niches, what they provide to the market. So if you're looking for a particular handle style or color um, it's probably out there um, but for to hit on your point about knobs and levers um, yes with the building code it is uh, levers required and um, we basically use sort of three brands um, two brands mostly but um, we do have three options and they basically the options there are color so you're basically satin nickel, your blacks, your polished chrome, satin brass, uh, polished brass sort of colors. And then you've got a square around rosette. And then um, you've got your different lever choices. So um, lots of different options there. Um, and then the other thing, obviously, with hardware, like I said earlier in the video, is just to make sure that when you're ordering your hardware, if it's handed or not. Um, just to understand 
which way the handing is because that can be very, very important. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of it all, but like there's like the back set and the height. And if you're trying to match a, a, a new door and an old opening, all the hinge heights and everything really need to be uh, dimensioned and all that kind of stuff when you go to, um, you know, get your door pre-machined even or on-site machining, you want to make sure that all of that sort of stuff is accounted for. So there are a few other nuances when you're putting a, a new door in an, in an old opening. Um, and of course, any anybody that you go to to order a door will help you to, to run through all those things. I don't know that we necessarily need to get into the nitty gritty of all of that, but there are going to be a few more little bits and pieces, especially when you're putting a new door in an old opening. Um, uh, I think one of the things for the, for the exterior doors that I often get asked about is, um, you know, keypad entries and, um, you know, remote, you know, Wi-Fi in the sky kind of stuff. So, um, maybe just touch, like, I think I see that as a big, uh, well, I would say an emerging trend, but it's here and more and more people are, are wanting that type of, um, option. So maybe just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so with, with the digital world um, that we live in today, everyone having cell phones and connected to the internet, sort of anywhere they are, the times of having keys, uh, physical keys is, we still live it today, but a lot of people are um, next level looking to have the door sort of unlock or open when they approach the home or just having the safety and security of, knowing when um, they're away on a vacation or they're at work that their house is locked. So um, to sort of quickly go into, into that, uh, you've got your typical keypad locks where you've got sort of nine, the nine digits and you've got your four to six digit code. You type that in and it basically unlocks the, the door. Yep. Um, but now, like you said, there are connected locks which uh, have different August, uh, Yale, um, wiser. There's lots of different options out there that oftentimes will connect to a phone app um, with sensors on the door. And the cool part that I oftentimes um, suggest that people put one of these locks somewhere on their home, because um, if you have an Amazon package coming or you have um, um, somebody coming in, a plumber or electrician to do some work, um, you have somebody coming to bring something to you, you've got kids, you can kind of not only track them with video cameras, for example, on the house, but now you can also um, let them in without uh, oftentimes hiding a key under a rock or whatever people used to do. So. <laughs> Go to the left and under the blue rock to yes. the north. And ch yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. I will, do you, I feel like we've kind of covered a lot here. Is there anything that you would want to share with people or that you often get asked when people come to the showroom? Yeah, so um, obviously we've sort of dove into quite a bit of um, the door buying experience, but um, yes, there's definitely, each application is very different. Um, people's um, styles are very different. So we oftentimes, even though the web is, an extremely valuable place it can oftentimes be confusing and there can be things that may not work for your application so uh, we always suggest that to give us a call and definitely book a appointment to come into the showroom 
um, yeah. and meet with one of our expert uh, consultants where we can sort of, and we always ask that you bring photos and just some brief measurements with height measurements that we talked about with the rough opening. Um, and that way we can sort of take your application and apply um, that to some different styles and, and options and really find what works best for, for your application. So um, yeah, just give us a call when, when you're ready or if you have questions and we're more than happy to yeah. answer them to the best of our ability. I, I've been to your showroom a number of times and it, it you know, you have a great setup where you have all these doors that you can slide out and you can really look at the different options and, and finishes and hardware and all that kind of stuff. So it's worth a, a visit over there. But also when you do work with a door manufacturer, oftentimes um, you need someone to install it. So uh, I know you guys also have installers that you work with um, and pair with people and they will go out as well and double check the dimensions and make sure that it's all good before you end up ordering a door that's incorrect. I mean, it's just saves everybody a whole bunch of heartache in the end. So I think that's a good thing as well. Um, and um, yeah, no, I definitely say if you're interested in getting a new door or a whole bunch of doors, uh, be sure to head over to the showroom. So um, I'm going to ask you some, a couple of fun questions again today um, before yep. we close out the show. But of course, um, you know, maybe just whip off your website and uh, your location uh, on the North Shore there so that if people wanted to head out to the showroom, they, they know how to find you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are located at uh, unit number 103-2433 Dollarton Highway, uh, North Vancouver. So what door, front door do you have on your, on your home or what would you like to change it to? What would be, yeah, what would be so, your, your uh, ideal? If you've already got your ideal, share with us what that is. And if you don't have your ideal front door, what would it be? Yeah, so uh, I have a vertical grain fur um, door with two side lights and a transom um, with a clear finish on it. There are, and we have sort of leaded glass in the, in the door. Um, so I don't think I would change it. Um, the nice part about wood over time is as it does age, it, um, it does something that we would um, call a patina. So it actually gives it some character and it sort of ages over time. Mm -hmm. And we just actually had it refinished. So, um, that's the door I have in my home. It's been really great having you on the show and for those listening and, and tuning in, um, be sure to follow, share and comment and until then be well. Thanks for coming on the show again today, Braden. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brandy. You bet. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.